Welcome to the I Have ADHD podcast, where it's all about education, encouragement, and coaching for adults with ADHD. I'm your host, Kristen Carter, and I have ADHD. Let's chat about the frustrations, humor, and challenges of adulting, relationships, working, and achieving with this neurodevelopmental disorder. I'll help you understand your unique brain, unlock your potential, and move from point A to point B. Hey, what's up? This is Kristen Carter, and you're listening to the I Have ADHD podcast, episode number 173. I am medicated, I am caffeinated, and I'm ready to roll. How are you? How are you? How are you? I am so glad that you're here and that you decided to press play on this podcast episode today. I know you're busy. I know you've got a lot going on and you've only got so much time and attention, and I am so grateful that you decided to spend your time and attention on this episode. It's going to be a goodie, so get ready, okay? This episode is a compilation of a couple coaching conversations that I've had in the last couple weeks in my coaching program, Focused. I'm sharing it here on the public podcast because I've chosen what I believe are extremely relatable topics, knowing what you want, finding the dopamine in your job, and putting yourself first. And I coach these clients that I speak with to transformation on each of these topics. And I truly believe that while you listen, you will relate to each person I speak with and you'll be able to have your own transformation. It's one of the best parts about group coaching. We get to hear other people and relate to them and identify with their struggles and then apply the coaching that they receive to our own lives. Some of my most profound transformations have come from when I've heard other people being coached. So I hope that you have that same experience here today. Please enjoy. Where'd you go? Turn that video back on. There you are. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good. I love listening to your podcast. It's been really helpful and funny. (laughs) I'm so glad. I'm so glad to hear that. Good. How can I help you today? Um, I mean, I just, you know, I, I, I teach and um, it's, uh, it's really difficult to teach and have ADHD. Um, yeah. On one hand, I can relate to the students that I have because mm. I have a lot of kids often that have executive function issues. Um, mm. I've got a daughter who's got ADHD and, um, and they both have had learning issues. So that's been helpful in some, on some respects. Mm. Um, but, uh, the school thing, you know, I get over, especially with like grading is like terrible. Uh, would you <laughs> say that's the, like the hardest part for you? I would say that, that, that is probably the hardest part and just sort of being consistent with like classroom management things. Mm. Those are tough for me. Um, mm. so, uh, yeah. Um, uh, which those, do you feel like is um like which would you prefer to dive into today classroom management or the grading I think the grading because okay. um I probably have improved my classroom management skills but grading mm-hmm. is still just um I mean it's, I still have struggled with that at times and I think it also depends on the class I had I've had some very difficult classes with kids mm-hmm. a lot of sort of issues um mm-hmm. And, but, you know, like I said, there's been stacks of things that just like, you know, getting the grading done and being consistent. Um, it's, yeah, the paperwork thing is, is, uh, is, is big and real. 
It's a real thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when you think about grading, this is going to be a weird question. Well, it's not weird, but like, if you're new around here, it might feel like a weird question. What emotion comes up for you when you. I would say grading? it's a mixture of like exhaustion where I just want to go to sleep and anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Those two things. Um, what, what like, thought do you, do you think causes the exhaustion? Um, just not knowing sometimes where to start or how to sort of keep track of things. Yeah. I don't um, even know where to start. Yeah. So it's like, um, I mean, the good news is I, I taught, I've been teaching math and math is not my teach fifth grade, but it's not, okay. not my subject at all. Okay. Um, and it was really difficult last year because there were times when I would just like not be able to teach when I'm, you know, teaching, it would just like really get mm. long. Um, but again, getting back to the grading, I think it's just, you know, um, sort of, I guess, when there's, when there's many moving parts and many things that I need to grade and get back to the kids sort of on a consistent sort of basis, I just, you know, I, I guess I get shut down and I find mm -hmm. other things, you know, um, I get in the classroom and I'll be like, okay, I've, I've got to like, you know, move this over here, do all these other things. And then all of a sudden my, the time that I spent, cause I get there early before anybody else, before you know it, yeah. the, the one who's like, you know, uh, don't, does, 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 not getting my grades. So, um, okay. Okay. So why are you telling yourself that you don't know where to start? Um, why am I telling myself that? I guess probably because part of it is habit. Um, yes. Oh my you know, gosh. That's it's, so it's, good. It's habit and yeah. it feels it's like, and it feels comfortable. It's like, I don't know where it starts. I'll just like, you know, focus on the thing I can do, which is like clean the fish tank or whatever it is. I need. Totally. Would you rather grade or clean the fish tank? Oh, I'd rather clean the fish tank. Totally. <laughs> so I think that this is a very sneaky thought. That's actually not even true. Like, you know where to start. Yeah. You know exactly where to start. But you don't really feel like starting. True. You know that when you start, it's going to be work. You know that discomfort that we feel when we have to like, oh, transition transition into that deep work. <gasps> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you know that discomfort, right? Where you're just like, I just don't. I I, I feel that with my podcast stuff. Like, I like having a podcast. I hate writing them. And it's that discomfort of like, oh, it's going to be hard. Okay. I think that this thought, every time you think like, I don't know where to start, I think you should grab it and question it. Is that true? Because I suspect that your brain is trying to keep you in comfort. Right. So much more fun and easy and comfortable to clean the fish tank or rearrange these desks, or water the plants, or go talk to someone in the copier room. You know where to start. It's just like, it's going to be hard. That's the, it's hard and it feels like, you know, it, whereas like, and I know you've talked about this on your podcast where 
it, it doesn't feel, I mean, you can, I guess you can feel finite at some point where it's like, okay, I've done this one thing, but then there's another thing to grade where it's like, if it's a, an actual task, like, like clean the fish tank or rearranging mm -hmm. room that that is like a definitive beginning and end. And you can see mm -hmm. results in that. Yeah, like, yeah, really funny. So interesting. Okay, let's think about this. What your brain is doing, can we re relate it to laundry? Yeah, because I'm terrible doing laundry. But go Perfect. Ahead, yeah. What your brain is doing is being like, laundry never ends. And there's really no point in doing it. I don't even want to start because I know it's just like a never ending process. what your brain is forgetting is that you actually really like to wear clean clothes. <laughs> True. So you're not really taking advantage of the dopamine that comes from being like, here is a fresh pile of laundry. It's clean. And I folded it. It's not put away. Cause like, let's be real, but it is clean. And that feels really good. I know that I'm going to have clothes to wear tomorrow. <laughs> I know that if I go out and like work in the yard and then I come back in and I want to change, I know that I'm going to have clothes to change into. Like there's, I think you're missing out on some of the satisfaction that comes from that. It's like dishes too. It's like, why bother do dishes? It's never ending. Right. I really like having a clean kitchen. Me too. I like walking in. I have an island now, a kitchen island. I'm very fancy. This is brand <laughs> new to me. I've never had a kitchen island before. And I have a kitchen island now with stools. Like, OMG. Sweet. For me, it's just like, I can't <laughs> oh, believe I would love that. Kitchen's too small here, but right? yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right? Same. Like for my whole life. Okay. So I have a kitchen island with stools. So I love to like, have my kids come up and sit at the island and I really like it to be clean, but there's no way to do that unless I participate in the never ending process that is dishes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that you're robbing yourself of some of the dopamine and satisfaction that comes with like, I love handing out papers to, to kids. I love when a kid does their work and then they get to see like, this was awesome. Great job. Or here's where you need to like tweak. I love, like, I would really encourage you to make the handing out of papers, a dopamine filled process. Everybody gets candy, something like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, it is never ending. It's going to be never ending. Like, welcome to being a teacher. You're always going to have to grade stuff, right? Yeah. But I want you to start to look at how is this really satisfying? Well, it, for, for me, it's satisfying because I can see progress or not. And I'm able to like say, okay, this, this student needs help in this area. And I'm able to organize how I teach because they're grades and they're Totally. Was, you know, with their progress or not progress. Do you like to teach? I do. Um, there's a lot of portions of it that I don't like. Totally. Um, the whole administrative part of just dealing with that is, is, is 
gotten really tricky, but um, thanks. Uh, but I do like it. And yeah, um, you does, know, I grading summer make, school, does grading make you a better teacher? Uh, yeah, it does. Cause you can, can, you can see progress or you can kind of evaluate yourself uh, on what you're doing. Yeah. How does your body feel right now? Um, right now, relaxed, like yeah. focused. Like I had, I was having trouble focusing this morning. I just feel like I'm more focused. Totally. I think that you are more focused because you're thinking about the satisfaction of like, I actually really do like my job. Yeah. I actually really do like teaching. I acknowledge that grading, while it's an annoying process, it makes me a better teacher. It makes me more effective. I love showing students the, um, like the fruit of their labor. Oh my gosh. Yes. I don't know if that's the right that way works. to say That works. <laughs> I love, I love it when I can see a kiddo working hard and then they've made improvements and I get to show them that like, Hey, great job. So I, I want you to notice the difference in your body from, I don't know where to start. This is never ending. I have to be consistent and I'm not consistent. I want like the difference in your body from that moving in toward, this is a never ending process, but it, it really makes me a better teacher hmm. and I love the satisfaction of it. I that love I think it's great because yeah. And, and, you know, it's how you basically you're trained, retraining your brain to like how you focus on something. Yeah. And I want you to start one of the things that you're going to learn how to do in this program is like, watch yourself think it's like being an observer of your own mind. And I want you to begin to grab the thought. I don't know where to start. I want you to grab it. And I want you to be like, that's actually not true. We know where to start. We don't want to have to do the thing, but we know where to start. Okay. The, the last thing I want to leave you with, I'm not going to spend much time here, but the last thing I want to leave you with is you have a very strong story around being consistent with grading. I think you said it like maybe four times. <laughs> and... <laughs> As an avid listener to my podcast, you know how I feel about that word. So I want you to, um, I want you to start to like question, can I drop my story on consistency and just be persistent? Mm, I love that. Can we just let go of like consistency? It's not really a thing for us. Can we just let it go? And can we be like, I'm going to persistently tackle this grading so I can have the satisfaction of seeing my students progress. You don't get to see your students progress unless you are grading their stuff. It is literally the reward for your labor mm. being able to see, oh my gosh, they're, they're killing it. They're getting it. Like that is the reward of your effort. That's that, that's great advice. Amazing. Now go be great. <laughs> Sound like an awesome teacher. 
Wish you were my teacher. You're awesome coach. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Changing your role. Sending you back. Oh, so good. What's up? Um, I don't know. I just, the last time I was on, you helped me process through resigning through coaching volleyball and all that stuff. And that was back in June. And uh, so it's been a summer of processing the emotions of being done and knowing it's okay. Like each day is a new hurdle in regards to thoughts or emotions in regards to, okay, I feel this way, but I'm doing a really good job of redirecting my feelings and knowing that resigning was a good thing. Okay. Mm. It was a good thing. I'm home with my family, but I still feel lost. It's been a Mm. hard summer of a lot of unstructured. Mm. I feel lost. I just sit here. I'm not sure what to do. Although I know what to do. I'm just not doing it because I feel stuck. What Um, is it? What do you know? Well, I know that I should be, um, cleaning. I shouldn't have to, I should be cleaning out. I should be getting my daughter this. I should be up doing these things, but I just haven't been the motivated because I've been so kind of depressed and mopey per se. Mm. But I also know that school's coming. So my structure is going to come back in three weeks. So mm. like, I'm kind of like, Hey, I will survive. Things are going to go. Okay. But I just feel like now I need to put it into play and like be more accountable. Um, but uh, I, I'm also struggling with all sorts of outside parts of my life, like my husband and his snappiness, and then my parents and my brother and my family who I have not talked to for a month because I, they trigger me and they make me freak out and I just don't even want to be around them. So I'm trying to, you know, what do I do next? Do I reach out to my parents and say, hey, we haven't talked because of blah, 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 blah. I don't know. So it's just, I'm unsure and I've literally just blocked them out and I'm going to therapy later today too as well but it's like I don't know do I just continue to leave them out of my life for now per se but they want to see my kids but I don't want to see my parents but you know like and I don't my husband doesn't want my kids to see them so it's just the what how do I go with the routes of my family Mm -hmm. like do I continue to keep them out or do I try to say here's a boundary blah 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 you know or do I want to go through that emotional trauma again I don't want to do that what can you just sit with that for a minute like what do you want it sounds like you're really in your head like kind of jumping from thing to thing Mm -hmm. and for all of you like when you notice that you're kind of like do I want to do this what I really recommend is just like stop and hop into your body. You're very much in your head, mm-hmm. which is normal for us with ADHD. We're very much in our heads, right? Mm-hmm. And we struggle to kind of like come down. Yes. So I'm gonna just keep pulling you down. What does your body tell you? My body tells me that I shouldn't talk to them. Perfect. And I, I know that, but it's the next step. But then your brain, see, this is so interesting. And how many of you experience this? Your body tells you one thing and then your brain tries to talk you out of it. It tries to validate that or not validate, but the devil's advocate, like, but mm-hmm. yeah. And like, even so with my parents, but then like I was saying, my husband, he's kind of snappy. He's getting better. He's acknowledging. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. Okay. Just for now. I want you to be honest with yourself about what you want with your parents. It doesn't mean that that's what you're going to continue to do, but I don't want you to ask yourself today, at least for today, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to see them? Do I want to not see them? When you go to your therapist today, 
I want you to be grounded in, this is what I want. I don't know how to do it. Right. I don't know if it's the right thing, but I want to set you up. <laughs> like we're doing the prep work right, right. now yeah, for the health. therapy appointment, yep, right? Yep, yep. You can go in and be like, my body is telling me I don't want to be around that at all. <laughs> Dude. Like it just makes me like, yeah. And how long, if you could just like pause and reflect, how long have you been talking yourself out of listening to your body? In regards to my parents for about 10 years, mm -hmm. maybe longer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And so it's very, I don't, I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to them because everything they do is anti, anti good. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's, let's coddle my brother who is alcoholic, this, 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 dewey, dewey, dewey. They're paying his rent. They're paying for whatever. Like they are holding mm -hmm. him in this dish of, oh, you're so great. Mm -hmm. And then there's who's got a full-time job, a husband good career, everything, but you need to give me the money back for the bill when I bought your groceries. So it's like a double standard totally. and I just I can't, I'm done with it. <laughs> I don't know how to separate that. Okay. So I just want you to hear yourself. What I'm hearing from you is I actually do know what I want. Mm -hmm. The way that you presented initially was, I don't know. I don't know what I want, like right. And I just want you to come back to, I know what I want. I don't know how to go about doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's what your therapist is going to help you with. Mm -hmm. But I want you to really be grounded in your own authority of like, I know exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. Sometimes what we want is super uncomfortable, y'all. Yes. I like, don't, how do I tell my mom I don't want to talk to her because of this? this oh my thing? gosh. And I even remember. if I tell her that, if I tell her that she's not going to want to hear it. So she's going to go on defense and blah, 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 blah. I can already, it's like we totally. plot the conversation in our head. Before yes, totally. And this is why, like, I'm so, so thrilled that you are being supported by a therapist because really that's their area of expertise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it's not find a new one, right? No, like if you she, go in and they're just like, oh, I don't know. Then like, mm. no. And she just like you had talked about boundaries She with her. She's like with my mother-in-law, I go in, I get an hour. She gets three, three strikes after three strikes. If she says a little nit, 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 she's out. I'm like, but I, that's your mother-in-law. Like, how do I do that with my mom? I don't, you know, like there's a way to do it, but I just got to yeah. find it. I really think that, um, we have so much programming where it's like with our parents, especially we can't set any sort of boundaries, mm -hmm. especially, I mean, if they're aging parents, then there's this whole other right thing. Yep, 70, yep. Yeah. Um, I just want you to know that you do know what you want. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you go to therapy today, I want the conversation to start with, I know what I want. I don't know how to do it. So I need your help, but I know what I want. And then I want you to apply that to your husband. 
and that's the, like I'm legit picturing my husband and I'm picturing my parents and it's like the same thing it's, it's probably different. going to be the same skill set yeah it is it is so you're going to be able to apply what you learn mm-hmm. with your parents to your husband now you probably actually I don't know but you might not want to like cut him off right no. but like how can we learn to set boundaries right in a way where we let people have their drama and we still honor our own boundaries. It's, this is the toughest work. Right. Honestly, it's like, I, I think the hardest work of our lives is number one, accepting ourselves and our ADHD. And then number two, setting up health relationships in our lives. And, and so I, many of us kind of like wake up to like, whoa, how am I in all of these unhealthy relationships? Right. We just, never realized it. And then when you start doing the work and you kind of wake up, you're just like, Oh, we need like an overhaul. And that's exactly what it is. Like I'm finding, I'm like, you don't get to talk to me that way anymore. I'm done. Like, because this and this happened and you're pissed because there's a mess on the floor because the dog, you don't get to yell at me. You don't get to yell at the kids because it's a mess. It's not the end of the freaking world. Yep. So good. You know what you want. I know. So catch yourself, your brain will probably, um, offer up, like, I don't know. And just catch it all the time. I always doubt myself. It's the doubt. It's the, yep. Okay. So I think for you, especially, and I don't know if you guys can relate to this. I think the doubt is a heady thing, but if you can pull yourself into your body, there's a deep knowing. And so when you are experiencing that doubt and, and those thoughts looping, I want you to practice pulling yourself into your body. Just slow down, think. Slow down and like, okay. like deep grounding into like, is it true that I don't know what I want and just sit in it? You took like four seconds of grounding yourself in your body and you're like, yeah, I know what I want. <laughs> so like, yeah. give yourself four seconds. Okay. It's not hard. It's not, it doesn't take long, but that it's a practice. It's a bringing, it's a redirection from like, to like, yep. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Have a great therapy session. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi. Hello. Um, I already know that I'm going to like break down, but of course that's why I'm here and that's why I'm in this space. Welcome. First, I wanted to say it kept coming to my brain that I wasn't going to come on the call today. And then I was like, no, I'm coming on the call today, whatever. And I'm going to put my hand up and I'm going to be coached. It's my birthday. So I was like, <gasps> and today, okay, I am doing this from, this is my gift to myself. But before I even go any further than that, already, thank you everybody for being so vulnerable because it mm-hmm. just gives to everybody else. There's mm-hmm. such powerful work that mm-hmm. just, I don't know. Anyway, so. It's so beautiful, isn't it? Like it is. the vulnerability of a, allowing people in to what you're experiencing so that first of all, we can all share that burden. And then second, we can learn from each other. There's so much to learn. It's I'm sitting here, like, like taking it in and like feeling it in my body. Like it's hard. Anyway. um, So it's just tumultuous. Isn't everybody tumultuous, but um, I'm coming off of having a really bad flu at the same time as, and so there, and then I have a chronic condition that flares up. So I'm on prednisone, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. no wonder I'm a little emotional today. Yeah. And um, 
and my 25 year old is moving out for his per into his like permanent move out, which is wonderful, but at the same time, very, you know, transitional for me. And um, my 22 year old and my husband had a big fight last week and he left, he's safe, everybody's fine. It's actually, there's a, a big silver lining, but at the same time, there's all that stuff. So there's just, it's a huge transitional space and, yeah. and I'm also gifting myself of starting therapy again this week. So congratulations. Thank you. I, I think I just, I'm also gifting myself the acknowledgement that I need, yes, you need to actually start really digging into those workbooks that you have access nice. to and self-concept is the one you need to start with. You know, so it's I interesting, like the fact, I just want to recognize like the fact that you've been in focus for two and a half years and you're like, okay, now I'm ready. Like, I love that. Yeah. Like now I'm ready. I, I think part of it though, is kind of like, it's not like rock bottom. Cause I'm not at rock bottom. I know yeah. that I, not at all, but yeah. it's kind of like, like do or die, like do it. Like yes. what else are you so I think, I don't even know. I don't even know what I want coaching on. I want coaches on all the things, but I just. <laughs> okay. Tell me, tell me what you want. I think that's the question of the day. Mm. So hop into that body. Let your brain spin, but hop into your body. What I think... do you want? Oh my God, this is like making me emotional. And who would yeah. have thought this would have made me emotional? Mm. I think I want to be okay with um, letting go of doing everything for everybody else and making sure they're all taken care of. And that it's my turn and to be okay with that. Like I can practically see it and I can acknowledge it and like, yeah, I can do like the actions and I can go out there and start doing the things and even feel good about it. But I think there's, and, and I get it. There, it's a, there's an emotional transitional, there's a normal emotional transitional time. Totally. Stay at home, homeschool mom. Every my identity was like succeeding with my kids, and then there's the therapy that's going to come from all the things I didn't do. But totally. that's therapy. Totally. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I need to um, let myself be okay with putting myself first. That seems so simple, yet it's not. <laughs> I really don't think that's simple at all. It sounds simple. Like I just, okay, I have the time. It sounds Instagrammable. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a great little like Instagram meme. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I'm for me now. Yay. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It sounds like a cute reel <laughs> on Instagram. It doesn't sound actually simple put into practice. Mm-hmm. Tell me what it means to be okay with it. What do you mean when you say, 
I want to do it, but I don't just want to do it. I want to be okay with it. What does that mean? Um, that I could listen to my gut when my gut says, you're allowed to do this. Yeah. And that I don't have to be trying to Um, once I do this, then I can do for myself. Once <sighs> I finally do the thing that everyone is always, it's this like everything is so freaking multifaceted, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's almost like ignoring the. Not ignoring, that's not the right term. Hmm. Not uh, absorbing so deeply the demands and yeah. I don't know complaints from outside myself. Yeah. So there's responsibilities I have, and I'm willing to to other people, for sure. to my house, to my husband, to my family, sure. whatever. That's sure. and that's fine. But but I feel like I, I think I'm realizing that that without me knowing, without me understanding, that's been like the thing that I've always like, once I do that, then I can mm-hmm. for myself. You used an awesome word. Um, she used the word prerequisite. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> I think that's a good word. Like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I'm willing to put myself first, but I have these prerequisites I need to meet. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, Yeah. in so many ways, so many ways. And then, you know, I like diagnose ADHD and then making sense that like I've been doing this my whole life. Totally. So again, a lot of stuff to walk through for the shift. I get it. Emotional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, I think one of the first things is allowing myself. Yeah. So I think that I'm not an an affirmation person. You guys know this about me. Like, I'm not like, let's create affirmations and blah, blah, blah. But I do think for you, pulling some truth that you want to keep at the forefront of your mind would be really helpful, such as there are no prerequisites to self-care. Or right now, right now. <laughs> there are no prerequisites to my own self-development. I don't have to meet, you know, X, Y, Z, check off X, Y, Z before I start taking care of myself or honoring what I want. I know that we're holding multiple truths right now. Because I know that you're not like, screw you, family. I'm done with you. Like, I'm going to take care of me. Like, I know that's not what you're saying. I know you still want to like love your people and serve your people. I know that. But you made a very good point when you said you're absorbing expectations. And so I think your work, especially with your therapist, is creating some emotional distance. I want you all to repeat that to yourselves, create emotional 
distance. So many of us, especially because we're parented by immature parents, most of us, there's no emotional distance. There's only emotional enmeshment. <laughs> oh, wow. These are like, this is like, yeah, these are exact on. And when you said that, like absorbing expectations, I was like, I said that that's like, perfect. Like, how did I, how did I know to say? Because you know, you know, you already know. And this is why like grounding yourself for all of you listening. This is why grounding yourself in what do I want? You know, you already know you have the answer. Creating emotional distance <laughs> does not mean that you don't love people. Well, does not mean that you don't sacrifice for people. Sometimes it does not mean that you are a jerk or that you're selfish. It means that you understand the separation between that person and you. You're not the same. Their desires are not your desires. Their wants are not your wants. And when you're in relationship with grown ass adults, they get to learn to take care of their own desires and wants. It's a, it's a weird thing, right? Because um, like with Greg, like I want him to come to me with things that he needs. I want him to share with me when he's hurting. I want, I want that, but also I trust him to be a grown man and to take care of the things that he needs to take care of. And not I'm not going to share it with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be enmeshed all day long and, and overly worried about his stuff. Oh my gosh. Who just said that? Yes. Detaching with love. That's exactly it. That went down to it's emotional distance that actually creates more intimacy. It's kind of like that cut. Well, it keeps coming to my mind about like, you know, you talk about moms and moms are like, oh, you should fill, make sure you fill your cup first or whatever. That's mm. bull. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It, unless you are like so emotionally healthy. Right. And I like to see that very emotionally healthy mother in our society here right now. Yeah. So I think that it's more like take a swig on the side whenever you can get to it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Unless you yeah. can get up at 4 a.m., which I cannot. Well, I choose not to, but also I cannot. It's a no. So what I do to fill myself is I take opportunities and, and there are some non-negotiables. I am going to be coached. I am going to be in therapy. So that is a non-negotiable. So if, um, if my kid has an appointment at the same time as my therapy, I don't cancel my therapy. I figure out a way to make his appointment work. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. It's so funny because like you just saying the word non-negotiable, like the, the vocabulary I use mm. is so important to me. It's, and mm. I've realized that it stopped. Like I, I've like started to like uh, um, acknowledge that that's a truth. And it, mm. you were saying about how, um, um, you know, uh, like self affirmations and or whatever affirmations or whatever. Mm. And I, I think I tried that. Mm. And I'm big we all have, but I am big on, and I found mostly through this program mm. is 
just to have the reminders. They're not affirmations. Yes, they're like, exactly. Like mini mantras. Yes. Around the house. Like, oh like, yeah, I, I forgot that I wanted yeah. to be creating emotional distance. Yeah, right. because our ADHD brains, it's so out of sight, out of mind, right? So we can set intentions and we can be like, yes, I really want to become more emotionally healthy. And I really want to, um, I really want to create some emotional distance and I want to detach with love in order to create more intimacy, but we forget we really do. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So like, I can't even read what it is over there, but I have like one of my, I have your card you sent out ages ago. Yes. C minus or B minus work or whatever changes. Uh, it's like uh, uh-huh. on mirror. And it's funny. I don't see it every day. I don't see it every right. day. Right. Right. Some days I go, oh yeah. And oh, like, yeah. like thing. So like I'm writing all these down and some of these I'm going to make, like I'm going to have no cards. Yeah. So good. I think the boundaries work um, as we get into it next month is going to be really, really helpful for you. And yeah. I do just want to say that like, (laughs) as we make this shift, it's work for us. It's work for our partners and our families. Like everybody feels the tension of like, wait, it's changing. Like what's happening. And that's okay. We can be loving and we can be compassionate and we can still hold firm and like, yeah, this is happening. It just brought up, that makes a lot of sense. And it also Mm -hmm. just brought up a thought of it's like positive and negative I think well I don't yeah. know maybe it's 50 50 where but yeah but where like I think I have felt like I've been the not head mm. the leader of the household like the household mm. follows my example and therefore I've and so that boundaries work it just made me think like I'll do it and set an example and then they get to follow or not. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Yes. Like and what's what so saying. beautiful I, is that you have adult children. They will be <clears throat> so happy to have their own autonomy. So a big part of boundaries work is seeing another human as their own person and allowing mm-hmm. them to be their own person. Mm-hmm. And as you are doing this work, you're going to just honor your adult children in such a more meaningful and beautiful way, because you will see them differently. You'll begin to view them different. You'll begin to view them as like, I love you. And I'm here for you. And also you're a grown ass person. You can do what you want. It's totally fine. And you'll set those boundaries for you, but you'll also interact with people in a much safer way. My prediction is that it's going to be hard. And then your relationship is going to really be beautiful with your adult children. And I think it might improve my relationship with my husband too. Totally. (laughs) Oh, another conversation. I adore you. I also want to say that I remember our first conversation years ago, and I don't feel like I'm talking to the same person in a lot of ways. Well, thanks. Mm -hmm. That was about talking to someone with so much clarity. Say it again. That was about a boundary too with my son and who's an EMT and figuring out code. I remember. I remember that very clearly. When you said it was about COVID, it it all clicked. So I'm just um want to say that you are I experience you as being so open 
which I didn't the first time around, really um, clear and able to observe your own thinking. It's beautiful. Well Thank done. you. It's, yeah. I, a lot of it is those things of like, even though I haven't had one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. and I haven't done hardly any of the workbooks Who cares? There is stuff over the last two years that definitely like comes like comes up in day-to-day stuff mm-hmm. where I'm like, nope, that's okay. Or no, the, the biggest thing is like, allow for other people to be human, allow for their humanity, allow them to have their human moment or whatever. This is not mm-hmm. my, yeah, anyway. So thank you for all this work that you do. And yeah, anyway. My privilege. All right, dear, adore you. Happy birthday. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, y'all. I wish we had more time. This was beautiful. I am so in awe of you doing this work. It is absolutely just a beautiful thing to witness. Bye everyone. Talk soon. See ya. A few years ago, I went looking for help. I wanted to find someone to teach me how to feel better about myself and to help me improve my organization, productivity, time management, emotional regulation, you know, all the things that we adults with ADHD struggle with. I couldn't find anything. So I researched and I studied and I hired coaches and I figured it out. And then I created Focused for you. Focused is my monthly coaching membership where I teach educated professional adults how to accept their ADHD brain and hijack their ability to get stuff done. Hundreds of people from all over the world are already benefiting from this program and I'm confident that you will too. Go to IHaveADHD.com slash focused for all details.